0: Hello, and welcome to Studio Class. I am Megan Enan, your host and diva sidekick. Wondering how to build your singing career and still make enough money to survive? It's not always easy, and we certainly didn't cover this during Studio Class at school. However, I'm here to give you the micro-actions that over time will transform your relationship to your career. Let's do this. (music) music I like to I like the rock and music and I like to Thanks for joining me for episode number one. This episode is brought to you by twenty nine Days to Diva from the Sybaritic Singer. If you are ready to truly maximize your diva potential, twenty nine Days to Diva is a course that is designed for you. Be one of the first people to hear about the launch in February 2017 by visiting bit.ly slash 29 days to diva. In this first episode, we're covering the beginnings of studio class, as well as your annual diva audit. It is the first day of January, and you may be realizing that things are often easier said than done. In that first blush of 2016, many of us made those hastily scribbled lists of things that we would certainly accomplish this time around. Now, you may or may not have stuck to your New Year's resolutions like a tenor to a mirror, but something tells me that while the gym is getting a little more crowded, you haven't been spending quite as much time in your practice room as you thought at the beginning of last year. With that in mind, I'm starting studio class. I certainly support taking care of all of your resolutions, but together we'll be focusing on your arts career-related goals. So this doesn't mean you need to stray away from your other responsibilities, nor start studying to take another theory entrance exam. Those Neapolitan six chords can take a hike. It just means that each episode will be focusing on a specific aspect of the singer life. I can't guarantee that listening to studio class will have you dying of consumption on the Met stage this season, but I can guarantee you'll be wiser and better prepared to handle your career. Whether that's more gigs or just a little more motivation to keep going. The opera field is fiercely competitive. It has been and will continue to become more competitive. That's a fact. But unlike studio class in school, we won't all be getting up to perform for each other. We're going to be competing with ourselves. We're going to be performing for ourselves. These episodes are short but you'll get the most out of them if you budget time to listen and then give yourself time to complete the tasks we talk about. So here we go, on to Diva Audit. A good business, whatever its size, must keep good records to measure performance. As your star rises, it's important to take stock of where you are and the goals you have accomplished along the way. Studio class like 29 Days to Diva, is all about those little challenges designed to help you create a mission, long-term goals, and strategies. Make sure you're getting the most out of your hard work by asking two big questions. Number one, what little problems can I fix? And number two, what small or micro actions can I add to my daily life to instigate significant change over the long term? Today, I want you to complete your Diva audit if you haven't already. And if you want a way to walk through this, I created a handy downloadable ebook for you. You can find it at bit.ly slash diva dash audit. So D-I-V-A dash A-U-D-I-T. After you're done listening, go ahead and download it. So the first part of our Diva audit is where do you make money? Who is spending their money attention, or energy on you and your craft. One of the biggest pitfalls of making a career out of your passion is to spend all of your time doing things that have nothing to do with making any money. Another pitfall is being too emotional about finances because they're tied to your dream. Making a lot of money, or none at all, is not the only indication of success or failure. We're going to focus on the money as a non-emotional marker of size, scale, and scope of your singing business. So I recently read Kate Northrup's book called Money, a Love Story, in which she tackles both practical and emotional money issues. I'll link to it in the show notes. It was confirming of some of the things I already know, as well as eye-opening for some of the issues I hadn't quite faced yet. So she has you walk through these practical steps like printing out your bank statement and giving each purchase an emotional rating. As singers, we could do this with money coming in and going out. Is the money coming in the type of income you want to be making from your singing career? Kate Northrop's book also helped me find some areas in which I was being financially wishy-washy when it comes to singing. There have definitely been times when I threw money at my singing life without thinking critically about the investment and its return. Perhaps that has happened to you too. I definitely remember throwing money at things like summer programs or workshops or master classes when I wasn't even ready to experience those opportunities. That's the downside of throwing money at something without thinking about whether or not you're going to get the most out of it. Where are you throwing money at your singing life without preparing for the actual event or experience? Let's go on. Second, how good is your messaging? So most studio classes or business of music classes barely scratch the surface when it comes to messaging and presenting your brand as a musician. They might tell you to use the same header and font on your resume and bio. But messaging and branding is so much more than that. We'll really get into the nitty gritty of digital press kits for classical singers in the future. But this is your chance to go over your own messaging while doing your diva audit. Clearly, singers spend a lot of time messaging and creating copy. We have short and long bios, resumes, websites, artist statements, email blasts, program notes, Kickstarter campaigns, and more. It's time to schedule a meeting with your materials. Do you have a clear voice and message throughout? Will strangers be able to glance at your copy and know what you do and how to hire you? Determine what needs to be cut and what needs to be polished. In fact, I did my own little feedback session on my website recently where I asked a bunch of people, I actually asked my email list to give me feedback on what kinds of branding and messaging I was putting forth with my website. And I got some pretty interesting responses, things that I had no idea that I was sending out to other people. I have one of my little uh email opt-in boxes for my website, calls myself um A gateway drug for new music. And I thought it was cutesy and fun. And I got all of this feedback saying, how could you dare continue like messaging to people this connection to drugs and alcohol, you should just be telling people about the love of music and your relationship to it. So needless to say, there are people that are going to think differently about the messaging that you're putting out there than you do when you're creating it. Don't let that stop you from finding your most authentic voice, but do think about what are the myriad ways that people could be interpreting this statement, and is that what I want them to be thinking? Going on, this is the third portion of our Diva Audit. Are your prices where they should be? So your gigs, lessons, and all of your income streams should be priced competitively. While I was living in Baltimore, I was trying to find a sub for a solo I couldn't sing with one of my regular choral gigs. So one of the singers that I turned to asked me, what's the fee? Of course, normal, normal question. I told her and she said, "Mm, I'd really love to, but I don't get off the couch for less than X amount. As a younger singer, it was the first time I'd heard anybody turn down a solo because of the fee. It was incredible. It blew my mind. Then I started to dive deeply into the actual facts and figures of my own income streams. Did I have a threshold for getting off the couch? Are all music-related side hustles positive? I was definitely spinning my wheels thinking about all of these things. And then I realized that sometimes they are positive and sometimes they're not. I began to come up with a fee structure for myself as a singer and realized that I was, in fact, losing money on this particular side hustle after travel, etc. were weighed in. I thought to myself, oh, so this could be a really useful thing for my resume, but I don't have to stay in this for years and lose money the whole time. I need to be more critical of how these income streams are helping my my holistic business rather than just saying, oh, I got it once and I got this gig and I have to hang on to it forever. Perhaps you need to be thinking about your particular side hustles. Know what your limits are. You should plan on raising those limits regularly as you become more established. When you know your priorities in life, it makes it a lot easier to accept and turn down certain gigs. Sometimes divas... There are more important things than one more singing gig. Now, I'm definitely one to stand on a soapbox for musicians to get paid for their work. However, I'm also encouraging you to make your own decisions on transfer of value. Value doesn't always mean currency, but don't let that be an excuse for not negotiating properly. I have this phrase that I developed with a friend called career pounds. And what you want to think about is getting the most bang for your buck or the Biggest calorie bomb when it comes to getting the most out of your singing events. So career pounds are things like when you do a gig, do you have documentation from it, both audio and visual? Do you also perhaps have a reviewer there to critique the performance and get press for upcoming engagements? Um, Career pounds can also be things like, Did you invite VIPs to come listen so that they can get a sense of how you work in a performance situation and then potentially hire you to sing in their uh, performances? So career pounds uh, really helps out with, with transfer of value because you want to think about, okay, maybe there's not a lot in that paycheck from this upcoming gig, but there's a lot of value in this upcoming gig. So think about, What kind of career pounds are you gaining by doing the gig? Sometimes it's money, and sometimes it's not. Going on, number four, how are you marketing to existing customers? So, customers is obviously business speak, but change customers to impresarios, presenters, or directors in your mind for a moment. And how can you reach out to those companies for whom you have worked before and continue a working relationship? Do you have people that you really, really enjoyed working for in the last couple of years, but you haven't really had a chance to run into them or chat with them about what they have coming up? Now is a great time to reach out. Repeat engagements are a good thing in addition to new audiences. Understanding your core fan base is an important part of being able to expand your reach. Think about your core fan base, not only as audience members, but other musicians that you work with or directors that have enjoyed working with you. You need to be kind of creating a list in your mind of people that are in that inner circle of your core fan base. So do former directors know that you're still performing in the area? Or if you've moved recently, do you have any tangential connections that you could reach out to and say, hey, I'm living in this area now and would love to catch up with you. Let's have coffee. So continue without being annoying to let them know you valued working with them before and would appreciate the opportunity again in the future. Now is a great time to do that, right? It's the new year. Perhaps you want to send out some new year email blast saying this is what I'm up to this is you know where I'm going to be performing next are you in this area I'd love to get together that brings us to our fifth point which is are you tracking monitoring or testing enough so singers are constantly testing their performance through auditions the most important part of this section of the audit is learning from those results so scan your Yap tracker results or wherever you're keeping the information from your auditions and gather feedback from those experiences. Some factors to consider. Quality of performance. How did you feel like you performed that day? What were some of the things that you felt were amazing? And what were some of the things that you were like, hmm, could have done that a little bit better or that's gone better in my practice room rather than in the audition itself? What were the quality of materials that you sent to those auditions beforehand or that you took with you? Did you have high quality materials on hand with you at any moment during the audition? Did they need repertoire lists and you didn't have it? Did they need a headshot and you didn't have it with you? Those are things that you should be thinking about, making notes of, and get ready for for the next audition. (laughs) Then another important one is the cost benefit analysis of that opportunity take a look. Cost benefit can seem a little businessy speak, but cost benefit analysis of that opportunity is, is this a high calorie, like career pound advantage opportunity? Or is this low hanging fruit? Am I getting the most out of this? Or is this just something to put on my resume, or take up my time? And what am I really doing with this? Am I getting the most out of this? And think farther about what is your possible future with that organization? Is that an organization that you want to grow with? Is that an organization that's going to give you opportunities in the future? Monitoring the outcomes of gigs and performances is also important. Could you have turned a one-and-done gig into a more steady collaboration? Were you able to network with other musicians and new colleagues after the performance was over? Tracking gigs that are born from other gigs can help you identify your strengths as well as other potential partners. Finally, this is our last portion of the monitoring, tracking, and testing, is test your repertoire and recordings. The first 10 seconds of your recordings are crucial It's like the voice, folks. If you (laughs) think about the voice where they are sitting in their little chairs with their backs turned to the singer, your repertoire recordings are like that. They're not seeing your face. They're just listening to you. You want the first 10 seconds to be a motion or moment when they hit their button and they say, that, that's the girl that I want singing this upcoming gig. So, Create a working group with members of your singing team with whom you can share your recordings or audition repertoire. Not sure what a singing team is? A singing team is, think about the people that are closest to you that are, are really encouraging of your singing career. People that also have a really objective sense of classical singing. So maybe your mom can't be on that because she thinks that you walk on water. So your singing team could have an element of, yes, you know, your mom it could be on that because she's the one that keeps you going no matter what. She's the one that keeps you going even after the darkest audition days. (laughs) So, But your singing team are other singer friends who understand the business really well. Your singing team also includes your voice teacher or a coach. Your singing team could include other people that help you with your PR and publicity or marketing, any of those people that really understand what the business looks like and how to get ahead in the business should be on your singing team. And people that really believe that you have a place in this business. Don't don't encourage people to be on your singing team or don't think of people on your singing team that aren't actively hoping for your success. So with your singing team or with members of your singing team, share your recordings of your audition repertoire and ask them what they think. Be more than willing to do the same in return, but give honest feedback and say, yeah, I really like this. Or I think that you're really accessing this beautiful uh, tone quality in your voice. Other ears can help you decide how to make a stunning first impression. So finally, we're on to our sixth point. Which is, where are the big missing opportunities? Just because you have a great idea or a fantastic opportunity comes by does not always mean you can or should pursue it. This is tough because I know how hard it is to turn things down when you're not sure if something else is going to come along, but I promise you divas, something else will take up that time. (laughs) It's just a fact on how calendars work, apparently, is if you turn something down, something else will take up that time. You definitely need to keep track of these great ideas or fantastic opportunities So refer to your brainstorming journal when you have time to take on a big project. So a brainstorming journal is a place where you're keeping track of when you have those stellar ideas that just pop into your mind. You write them down all in one place and you say like, what would be a good time for me to take on an opportunity like this? What time do I have in my upcoming schedule to block off and do some deep work on this idea? Sometimes it's not always the right moment to create a festival or to uh, put together a course or to overhaul your audition package. You know, those types of things take time. And what you need to do is create a list and say, okay, I'm going to budget the time for this. It doesn't have to be today. It's going to be in the future. So identifying your missing opportunities can also mean taking a look at your resume and seeing the holes. If your materials claim that you are a bel canto goddess, but your resume only shows stage experience and handle, you are mixing the message and creating the hole. The entire point of doing an audit is to see where you have been and what you could be doing better in the future. So take this time while you're doing your diva audit, go through your resume with a fine-tooth comb and say... Looking at this as a stranger, I definitely fit into these categories and I may want to be doing more in this area, but I'm certainly not showing experience there. So if I want to do more there, I'm going to have to create those opportunities myself. So finally, if you're truly pursuing singing as a career, then it is imperative that you find tweaks you can make now as well as setting up long-term strategies. The goal is to create freedom for yourself to pursue this non-corporate career. It still surprises me to talk to musicians who feel like their futures are up to chance and not something they have and continue to create. You will strategize better by completing periodic audits like this, like your diva audit of your career. All of these things will help you accept the success because you know that you have worked to get there. You were just using all of these challenges and tools to build critical mass. So divas, I cannot wait to hear how your diva audit went. Hit me up on Twitter. You know me. I'm at Mezzo That's M-E-Z-Z-O-I-H-N-E-N to tell me all about it. And until next time, divas, here's to a new year of being healthy, wealthy, and wise. Sure. C'est à moi. Qui à dit la? C'est à moi. C'est à moi. C'est à moi. T'as qui le cigarette C'est à moi. On n'arrivera jamais à rien comme ça. On merde, on tourne en merde, on merde, on merde. nous balade depuis le début, joue avec ton air. Oui, des instruments de musique de l'ancien. Faites le tour des luthiers et des antiquaires et louez-moi des buts avec des citards, des viols d'amour. Thanks for joining me for this first episode of Studio Class brought to you by the Sybaritic Singer. Many thanks to Juanitos for the music featured in this episode. If you want to download your copy of the Diva Audit, remember, just go to bit.ly slash diva audit, D-I-V-A-A-U-D-I-T. A-U-D-I-T. Any of the links I discussed in this episode will also be included in the show notes. Do you have questions about this podcast or the information I've presented here? Please go to sybariticsinger.com and get in touch.